Good morning, church family. When I was 12 years old, I had heard about this place called Kings Island in Cincinnati, Ohio. Anybody ever been there before? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had heard about the King Cobra. I had heard about the beast. Yeah, the beast. And, man, I remember whenever I found out that I was going to get a go with my best friend, Brian, and ride. And, man, it was just killing me. Every day I would wake up, is it today? No, it's about three months away, Chris. I'm like, okay, okay. Is, is, it, tonight? is it next week? Is it? I was constantly, constantly in that excitement of when I got to go there. You know, it doesn't even compare with the excitement that I feel today. I'm telling you, today is a good day. A good day. You guys probably saw that my pastor's here today, right? Pastor Mark, who's our overseer for our church also. And he's here to help me share something with you guys. Because as I have promised you all, I am making a big announcement. And this announcement is one that carries the collective heartbeat of our purpose, of our vision. And I've been dropping, I don't know if you all have picked up on it in my messages, but I've been dropping little hints about that significant reveal in my messages and on social media posts. And I am pumped to finally get to share it with you guys. Now, church, you know that destiny has always been more than just a building. It's a living, breathing community. It's an unshakable family that's been growing now for right at 11 and a half years. And what I'm about to tell you, first of all, what I'm about to tell you today, it's, it's been several months in the making, but it's also been years, years of, of prayer, years of, of dedication, years of unwavering faith. And so I tell you that because over the last few months, it has taken all of the self-control that I could possibly muster up to not tell you about all the miracles, about all the favor of things that have been happening over the last few months. And so today, I get the privilege of telling you that we are under contract to purchase three acres for a church home. Come on, somebody. My setup team's standing. My setup team, I know you guys better be thanking God. Hey, somebody. Yay. Praise God. Now, check this out. It's only about less than three miles from where I stand, the property, and it's about a five-minute drive. And guys, this hit moment has been a long time coming. But now check this out, because it's not just about us acquiring land. It's about us securing our future and advancing the kingdom of God here in Jacksonville in a much bigger way. Amen. Why, you ask? Because we are on a mission to reach people for Christ and make a lasting impact to Build something that will outlive us, a place that our children and that our children's children will one day call their church home. To have a place where we can extend our arms of service to our community throughout the week. A place where we can have mornings of prayer and nights of worship. Because you see, guys, this land isn't just a piece of property, but catch this. It's a canvas for discipleship. 
It's a sanctuary for families and children where they can thrive and where they can grow and learn. And this space that we're talking about, it's one that embodies the warmth that we have all already experienced here at Destiny, but now it's doing it with greater influence. Now, let me just say over the next upcoming weeks and even a little bit more here in a moment when Pastor Mark comes up to speak, I've got some that I want to share with you. But Pastor Mark is here with us today and has a word from the Lord to share with you guys. And so I want you to welcome my dear pastor as he comes up and brings a word for us, church family. Welcome, Pastor Mark. there? Wow. Man, if I could have the enthusiasm as Daniel and Pastor Chris. Let's give them a hand clap, all right? Come on. I love it. Do you see what I see? I see it. Come on. Let's sing it. Do you see what I see? Mm, one more time. Do you see what I see? You sang it. Is it words or is it reality? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So what I'm going to share, then Brother Chris will share a little bit more and even show you a little bit more. I need you to listen with a third ear, okay? What a joy of being here. I love you all. Your pastor is like my kid, okay? <laughs> and his wife, I love them so much. I got to watch him get saved when he was 17 years old. Awesome. That was three years ago, okay? <laughs> uh, I tell you what, what a joy watching what the Lord has done. My wife sends her greetings. She couldn't come on this trip, but uh, just a lot going on. Even though we've transitioned, we're ministering in a lot of different capacities and places. And uh, my three sons, they're all in ministry, and they're scattered. And wonderful daughter-in-law's grandbaby number nine is on its way. Hallelujah. So help me, Lord, to be able to always buy gifts. Praise God. Amen. Scripture will come up for you, and I think Brother Chris will even make some outlines for what I share today because something I need you to grab a hold of and really carry, okay, really get in your heart. Let me start by saying many people, good people, they follow God the wrong way. Many would follow God in what they would know or perceive that God wants them to do, doing it out of sense of obligation instead of privilege, or passion, or devotion. They follow God out, well, I've got to, instead of, man, I get to. Think of yourself, where are you today? Those individuals don't really enjoy prayer, they just know they're supposed to pray. They really don't enjoy Bible reading, they just know they're supposed to read it, so they read it, but their mind is somewhere else. And I face that sometimes too, anybody else? They just know they're supposed to do certain things. We could use many more Christian privileges that they do because they just know they're supposed to instead of they get to. Everybody say, I get to. Mm -mm -mm. And what that has created is a generation of religious people in our wonderful land. Following God out of a sense of duty but not enjoying the ride at all. I pray you are enjoying your ride. And I'll show you ways in a moment to do that. Kind of a clock in, clock out, but no life in it, no cooperation, no fulfillment. And that is not God's best for us. It's not. It's not for us. He's looking for the sheer passion and the devotion 
behind what we do in relationship with him because we get to. Everybody say, we get to. Yes. Now, sure, there are moments and situations, just sheer obedience, we do things we're supposed to do, like forgive, okay? How many know you have to forgive? And we could go through certain things that you do out of obedience. And I might add, there's discipline in all things, even in the things you're excited about. There is a discipline involved in it. But God does not want you to perpetually stay in that frame of heart and mind. God wants you to enjoy. Say the word enjoy and smile. Enjoy. Yeah, I can't even say it without smiling. He wants you to stay in love with him and serve him out of delight, not duty. Church, Christian community, what the ladies are going to be doing this Saturday, correct, with Miss Jody, connection, ministering to one another before service, after, during the week, serving, giving. It should be just enjoy. It should be like the highlight of our life. I'm convinced of that. Scripture says this in Philippians 2, 13. Scripture will come up on the screen. For God, excuse me, for it is God who works in you to will. Let me stop right there. He works in you to will. Or you could say to change my will. You willingly become willing. Willing to pray. Read your Bible, be a witness, give, on and on we can go. It's a paradigm shift. I don't want to do these. Uh, it's not that I don't want to. I just, I want to now. For it is God who works in you to will and act in order to fail, fulfill his good purpose. Do you think God has some purpose he wants us to do? Do you see what I see? Hmm. Look at this in the New Living Translation. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So if I may, let me lead you today to the sheer joy of your legacy. How many want legacy in your life? Through your life. The sheer joy of giving. The sheer joy of inviting people and reaching out. It's going to be a game changer when you say, come with me to church, to its permanent location. Yeah. Come on. Now, listen, years ago, 10, 12 years ago, theater church, it was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Folks, cool is over. Do you agree? Yeah. All right. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for that. All right. Thank God you're here, but you need a place to be able to go through the week and do additional things. It's time. Everybody say time. All right, and being a part now of the season your church is stepping into, it's going to take all of us for that to happen. I want us to look at an offering taking in the Bible. Exodus 35, 21 says this, Then everyone came whose heart was stirred and everyone whose spirit was willing. A stirred heart and willing. That's what I believe the Lord has established in raising up here at this church, and it's just going to continue through the months ahead. Rest of that verse. And they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting for all its service for the holy garments. First Chronicles 29. Now, historians say in regard to what I'm getting ready to read, this was the greatest monetary gift ever in the history of the world in one setting. Now, just everybody relax. I'm not taking an offering, okay? It's gotten quiet in this 
religious church. I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm not taking an offering today. Matter of fact, I don't even know how to take an offering. We, don't even, we just have boxes like you do. But let me read this. It's the greatest offering ever given. David is taking an offering because, listen, basically the church up to that point was a set-up, take-down church. Mm. Hello? Now, I want to do something. If you have any part at all in the service of setting up, tearing down, ministering, of course, they're ministering to the kids right now, the food out there, tables out there, any part whatsoever, would you stand? Come on, you're my heroes. Come on. Let, look around you. Let's give them a hand clap. Come on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That day is going to come to an end, so you can come in and just be ready to serve and connect and minister. Now, until that happens, maybe even more of us can step up and be a part of that. Hello. I said, do you see what I see? If you do, you'll want to be a part of all that, okay? The church was called at that time the tabernacle was a tent. They would move around in carts. I think I saw some earlier around here somewhere. And David wanted a permanent building. He was passionate about it. First Chronicles 29, verse 3. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God. I've set my affection. I mean, look, come on. If David had a Twitter account, it would be hashtag, I love my church. Moreover, because I've set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God. Verse 5. Now, who is willing to consecrate themselves to the Lord today? He did not want the giving to be done out of obligation. And because of the vision and the purpose, the leaders, the people, they could see what he saw. First Chronicles 29, verse 6. Then the leaders of the father's houses, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the captains of thousands and of hundreds with the officers over the king's worth, offered willingly. Verse 9. Then the people rejoiced for the Lord, rejoiced for they had offered willingly because with a loyal heart they had offered willingly to the Lord. And King David also rejoiced greatly. Verse 17, all these things I have given willingly. You see this word willingly? Now, I'm going fast to get to five quick points. And with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. Wow. Look, I know Pastor Chris, Miss Jody, the pastors, the team, everybody here. They want a church family. And they have one that says, hashtag, I love my church. Can you say that with me? I love my church. And you do. Let's just shift gears and go to the next phase. And you will, if you see what I see. You have to have eyes of faith right now of faith. I love vision. I love what you're doing. I love steps of faith in a God-inspired direction. I love purpose 
spiritual reasoning behind everything we do. And let me tell you why it's important. That's what God is looking for. You know, I, I love our country. I love it. But it is a self-serving environment. And in the kingdom, we're loyal subjects. We don't get a vote. We just get to be loyal to the king. And he is looking for willingness. You want a New Testament verse? It's 2 Corinthians 8, verse 12. I might have only put 1 Corinthians, and that is my mistake if I did. But it says this. For if the willingness is there, the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable. So are we willing? Are we willing? Maybe you're grappling with, well, how do I get that kind of heart? Like, where does that willingness come from? And I believe that passion, that desire and focus is birthed inside. When you clearly define and have a conviction of one word, here it is, why? Everybody say why. why. Now, those of you who have raised children, let me see your hand or you're raising children or helping grandchildren, about age two or three, suddenly there's a word they say all the time. Help me out. What is it? Why. You know why? Because they're wanting to understand. They're, they're wanting the reasoning behind. And it's the same with us. We have got to understand why. The why motivates it all. The why motivated me in marriage. Okay, if you got married or get married and you forget the why in marriage and the reason you made that commitment of love and devotion to your spouse and don't recall why and keep that in the backdrop of everything you do, suddenly as the time eats away at your life, suddenly your emotion, your thoughts, your affections, they start wandering. And it's distractions and hobbies and this and that. And if it wanders too far, the marriage is in trouble. And everyone says. But if you take time with your spouse and you sit and you hold hands or you sit at a park bench and you say those sweet jargons of all the little things you used to say. And you just take time to laugh and connect. Come on constantly reaffirming your love, it gets tweeter and tweeter as the years go by, okay? This January, my wife and I will have been married 42 years. Amen. Come on. Yeah. Still going strong. Praise God. 42 years. The why. The why. If I lose the why, I lose my way. If you lose the why of being a local church, you lose your way. Maybe you're here today and you've lost your ways because you forgot your whys. Maybe you've never discovered your whys in the first place. For example, maybe you're not enjoying your, your job, your business, your occupation today because you forgot your why. There was a day you were very excited about that position, that profession. Maybe it was the day you surrendered to Jesus, but now you've lost your way and you forgot why. The complications of life and so forth, you can return to him today and get that why all big and bright in front of you. Come back to your whys. So why be a part of Destiny Church, creating legacy, your legacy and its purpose here in Jacksonville? If you know why, 
you become willing. If you know why, you become willing. So those that like a good message title, here we go. We get to give. Everybody say give. All right. We get to help build. We get to invite. We, we get to minister. We get to serve. We get to change a culture. Come on. But with my limited time, I'm going to give you five quick, quick reasons why we get to give. You ready? Everybody ready? Okay, we get to give, number one, Jesus gave to us first. What fires me up about giving is my God sent his only son to earth and asked him to give it all. Eventually, his life. In hopes that this knucklehead down here on earth named Mark, interject your name. You don't have to be a knucklehead. I was a knucklehead. Anybody else a knucklehead, though? Okay. <laughs> all right would receive him. He doesn't manipulate. Don't forget the why in your salvation. Took, Jesus took the sin, the shame, the guilt, the insecurity off your life, the hopelessness off your life. He took me a misfit, shy, I stuttered. I would never get up in front of people and call me to be a minister. How about that? And the Holy Ghost began chipping away at things and knocking it off my life. Whatever is hindering you, let the Holy Ghost arrest it, folks. Do you see what I see? Don't let fear stop you. All that type of stuff. Anybody glad today you're saved and you know why? Okay, don't forget that. And Jesus came along and said in Matthew 10, verse 8, Freely you have received, freely give. I like to say it this way, when you freely Receive, you will freely give. Look at this in the message. You have been treated generously, so live generously. And it's so easy a natural response when you receive freely. The why determines our way. Number two, we get to give because Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. It really is. More blessed to give. The word blessed in Greek, makorius, it means giddy, happy, fired up about it, just fired up. I don't know if any of you have watched this show. My wife and I have watched a few episodes of Celebrity IOU. Has anybody seen that? Let me see your hand. Oh, my goodness. Nobody? It's okay. I mean, you can. Well, I've got to tell you. All right. What it is, it's on the home show. My wife likes the home show. And they pick certain celebrities that have done extremely well, whether an actor, singer, musician, whatever it is, and they want to give back to someone who's helped them, an assistant, uh, someone that's worked for them, someone who can't do anything for themselves in this capacity. And they go in their home with this multimillionaire celebrity, and they remodel the whole house. And they're doing the work. And they're so excited. They're so excited. I mean, they're just excited to give back. Can't wait to surprise this person with what they've done. And to watch the joy, the shock, first of all, in the person receiving, but the joy they got because they got to give because it's more blessed to give than to receive. How about this? You'll get this one. Two eight-year-olds in your neighborhood. 
It's a hot summer day, and they set up a lemonade stand. How many have seen that before? Know what I'm talking about? And so they're out there, and it's hot, and got their little table and little chairs, and they're waiting. So you see it, and you pull over. And they start jumping up and down. Come on. And you get out, and they take their little Dixie cups. Remember the little Dixie cups? And their fingers are sticking in it, trying to hold it and pour at the same time. Come on. And you give them more money than they ask for. And then they jump up and down. and get, You don't even want the lemonade. Come on. They're jumping up and down. And you get in your car and go around the curve and you open the door and you throw it out. <laughs> right? But your heart was so excited because to give, the emotion of giving, God put that in your heart. And if you've not experienced it, you ain't living. You ain't living. He never asks you to do anything. You don't find the sheer joy by doing it. Acts 20, verse 35. You'll not likely go wrong here if you keep remembering that our master said you're far happier giving than getting. Winston Churchill, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. So if you don't like your life right now, find channels of generosity. And one of them is right here with your family at destiny. Number three, we get to give because I'm in covenant with God and with you. You're in covenant with your church family. God has a plan for earth, and the way he does is through people relationally, through the connection. <clears throat> His design is get close enough so you can do more together than you could ever have done by yourself. Man, I just do not understand the isolation mentality. I want to do it with a group of people called my church family. If the devil can keep you separated and isolated, consumed with just you, you'll never be effective. Never. Your full potential can only be reached when you find your covenant family within the family. And here's your family. Destiny Church is a place for covenant relationships to be established It's not the only body of believers in town. I, I know there's other great churches, but if the Lord has added you here, have the buy-in. Know the why. Know the why. And you're getting ready to go on this journey. It's going to be a short journey. We don't know the time frame to go from here to being in a new building on that property. But know the why. Growing covenant with God and people. The building will help that happen more. It's not about worshiping a building. I could really care less about a building. But we have a, have, have a place to put the people, the family together. It's about what happens inside the building, and everyone says. Because if it happens inside the building, you take it outside the building, and you affect a region. Psalm 92:13. those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they're going to flourish. They're going to flourish in the courts of our God. You have something to spring up, and it will only be realized and materialized when you're connected with other people. Ecclesiastes 4.9, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. When we take you and your skill set and your giftings and your anointings and focus and energy and ideas together and covenant family, just think of the exponential things that can happen all together. Not original with me, but... None, are, none of us are as good as all of us. Number four, I'm trying to rush to get Brother Chris back up. 
We get to give because I really believe in the vision of our church. I believe in our vision. I believe in it. I know God has uniquely called Destiny Church to do something that makes a difference. It is making a difference. But it's getting ready to shift. Do you see what I see? Come on. This is God's plan. Listen, whether you're only here a week or you've been here since the beginning, Brother Chris, Miss Jody, they have proven themselves. Now, they, have not, they, they, they don't know I was going to say that, but they have proven themselves. If you don't know that by now, you don't have the buy-in. You don't carry the why. With what they've walked through physically, come on. And the choices to stay steadfast and focus, that, that should have just made you so fired up and mad at the devil and excited about Jesus. Believe in the vision of the church. They're here. They're right here. They're not going anywhere. Ephesians 3.10, through followers of Jesus like yourselves gathered in churches, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. He sang a song that had something with angels today. If it weren't for Christians making this massive difference, the world would not be reached. 65% of all the hospitals built in developing nations of the world were built by Christians. You take that, take the local church out of the equation, it would be chaos in the world. Chaos. And I know we still have chaos, but it'd be even more. Look, I had Brother Chris prepare this. For me, I ask for this as an overseer, so I, I got it. Here we go. <laughs> Your missions outreach since the church has begun through last year. This does not include this year. You've given $370,000, $370,895. Come on, somebody ought to rejoice. So let's thank God for that. You have, you have built seven churches. They're buildings. I said why? Because it's kingdom thinking. Let's help others before even ourselves. Seven buildings in India, Madagascar, Egypt, Colombia, Tanzania, and two in Nicaragua. And also Dr. Paul in India who is watching right, right now. Hello, Dr. Paul. Everybody wave at Dr. Paul. <laughs> He's watching right now. You've given him 40000 alone. Why? Vision, outreach. Do you see the potential of this growing and growing? Oh, well, it's such joy. I mean, every year as a lead pastor, the joy that our first year missions, I'm so excited we gave a little over $10,000. You know, and when I turned the church over to a spiritual son, we were giving right at 400000 a year to missions. Okay, vision, growth, boom, 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 boom. Just keep going. Overcome the devil. Face things and go. Look, I had physical attacks that I had to overcome, just like you. I had a kid almost die of cancer like maybe you've had. Look, come on. But it's like, no. Vision, purpose, the why, the why. Keep the why and you keep your joy. You stay willing. Oh, my goodness. The local church presenting Jesus, it's the hope of the world. Destiny is the hope of the world. 
Now, if there's no other reason why to enter into this next expansion season as a church, this last one is it's the big one. And then I'll turn it back over to Brother Chris. We get to give because dog it, I said I wasn't gonna cry. <laughs> one day we get to hear Jesus say, Well done. get to meet him. Do you have a picture or an image in your mind what that might be like? Hmm. Now, religion pictures him like the Wizard of Oz. Mean, ugly, smoke coming out of his head. That ain't my Jesus. And I hope it's not yours. Now, in a moment, I'm going to show you mine, Okay. But I, just think about this. You get to heaven, destiny and all, all your fame. You get to heaven, wow. And all the people who you've reached, there's going to be so many people reached for Christ. Maybe we're in a holding warehouse. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Just, I'm just talking. And you're, you can't wait to meet Jesus. And then the intercom, maybe like a CB radio, you know, Mark Harrell, your turn. Jesus wants to welcome you. This is what I picture for me. Play the little video. <laughs> Keep it going for a little bit. Now, that's me. You can have him meet you how you want. That's mine. That's taken from God's home videos, The Chosen, all right? That's what I pick, picture. That's my story. My story. Music, worship team, y'all come on back up. I want to hear him say you didn't back off and back away to a life of ease and self-consumption. Just yourself. You did something with our relationship that matters for eternity. You took steps to affect people. That was my hope. I hear Jesus saying, that was my hope. Now, I'm not perfect. Look, I've messed up. I've not done everything I've needed to, on and on. But, but do something. And I was hoping you would see all the seeds that I gave you. And please, yes, enjoy seed. Enjoy your talent. Enjoy your increase, yes, yes, yes. But use it to get as many people into heaven as possible. And then Jesus gives rewards. Heaven has good interest rates. You'll go ahead and start playing whenever you want to. The Bible says he is coming in the clouds one day to meet you, and he's bringing his rewards with him. Reward. Book rewards. Greek. Apodidomai. It means he wants to pay us back. Hmm. He just wants to. God wants to say to you, thank you, thank you, thank you for helping me get those people to heaven. That was my hope. Thank you, destiny, for doing your part. Matthew 25, 23. His master replied, well done. Well 
done. And as I say, I don't want him to say, well, you're done. No, I, I, I want him to say, well done. Good and faithful, good and faithful servant, willing servant who understood the why. You have been faithful with a few things. Now look, there have been days I have felt like giving up. When you're in senior leadership, there's no way to describe the weight and the different situations you carry, the needs, the things that are going, not to mention just, you know, you have your own family responsibility. When I forget the why, that's when I become overwhelmed. But if I always would then remind myself of the why, I could pick myself back up and go forward. We've got to help each other pick themselves back up and keep the why so we go forward. And this verse keeps me going. I just can't let him down. So all of us have to keep going together, building together, literally getting ready to build together. Don't give up then Jesus will say, I've got more for you to do in heaven. Matthew 25, 23, I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Wow. So one of my responsibilities as a shepherd, as an overseer for Pastor Chris and Miss Jody in this wonderful church, Destiny, it's to help you get that day. I just tap you on the back and say, Lord bless you, aren't you wonderful? And you are, and I want to tap you on the back and say, you are wonderful, but I got to challenge you. I want you prepared. Your name is going to be called, and you get that moment in front of Jesus. You can borrow my picture if you want to as well. Here's the best way I know how to close my message. There's more to life than this life. That's the why. I don't know what we're all walking through. Maybe discouragement, stuff not working out how you want. But trust me, please trust me. There's more to this life than just this life. Don't get bogged down. Let me pray. Bow with me. Lord, prepare us. This is going to be the best season ever as we all remind ourselves of why we have done this in the first place. To give radically and generously, extravagantly, to prepare our city and people for what they don't even know what's coming their way. Speak to every person. Help us reach lost people. Help us to convince that friend, come sit with me in church. Come feel the love. Come sense the presence of God. Let people who are hurting show up and have their pain healed. Let them find hope. God, I pray for any person in this room who is carrying their own sin and shame, anybody watching online, their guilt. And they feel the pressures of life, and they don't know if they're ready to stand before you. God, help them to take that step right now. And if that's you, pray this prayer. Matter of fact, let's all say it together. Let's say this. Jesus. Thank you 
for being Savior of the whole world. Save me. Forgive me of my sin. Be my Savior. Change me. Transform me. I give my life to you. I surrender all to you. Help me to discover the joy of why you've given me life here on this earth and the why for my salvation. I want to be effective in reaching other people. I love you, Jesus. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. If you just prayed that for the first time or rededicated your life, please connect to one of the pastors, someone here, myself even after service. We just want to encourage you in next steps in the Lord. Pastor Chris. Amen. Yes. Tell you what, my heart is stirred within me because I know that God has called Destiny Church into the kingdom for such a time as this. You know, as I was sitting right here, I hadn't even thought about sharing this with you, but I thought, you know what? I'm a transparent pastor. I don't like to hide anything from many of you guys. You know, as we've been going through this last couple of months in preparation for being under contract, we have had to face attack after attack. How many of you know that no one ever gets tackled when they're on the sideline? It's whenever they're advancing. And we were advancing, and these were all things that I held tight, even from leadership and many of the staff, because we wanted to just know, God, is this what you've called us to? And God just kept opening the doors, but as God kept opening the doors, the enemy started fighting. On the day that we received the contract, in my inbox, I got a phone call from my wife, who had some levels that were off, and the physician's assistant, had called and told her, hey, your levels are high. And she said, what could it be? And they said, well, probably a tumor or cancer. Now, can you imagine that on the day we got the contract? By the way, Jody's fine. It was off. It was wrong. How many of you know the devil's got nothing but fear? That's how he operates. And then the day that I signed the contract, I ended up having to have scans and MRIs the same day also. But guess what? I'm fine as well. Now, that's a whole lot in about probably 60 seconds. A lot of unfilled space there. But let me just tell you something. God's hand is on what we're doing right now. I'm telling you what, when, when Pastor Mark just mentioned about how one day we're going to get a stand before God for what we do here. Friends, that's all that matters on this earth. It's not about how high up you get in the corporate ladder, how much money you get in your bank account, you know? It's not about how popular you may be or how well-connected you are. What is going to matter when we all breathe our last breath? And friends, we will all breathe our last breath one day. And when we stand before God, did you know him first and foremost? Did you make him known? Everything in this, it's in this life should be under that umbrella to know him and to make him known. I love this message. Thank you, Pastor Mark. What a powerful message that you shared today. How powerful it is for us just reminding us about our privilege to give. And I, again, I cannot even begin to put into 
words, uh, the excitement that I, I feel. And this is truly a historic moment for us. But watch this. It's going to require our faith. It's going to require sacrificial giving. And it's going to require all of us being all in to make this move. And again, this is about so much more than just buying dirt or brick and mortar. It's about extending God's love and his purpose to more lives. Because here's what we're doing, guys. We are creating a space for transformation. A legacy that will echo throughout generations. Just this week, Pastor Mark and I, we sat with the builder and began drafting up the blueprints for what the church is going to look like. And yes, I know that we've not even bought the land yet, but you know, there's a principle that I have taught you throughout the years. If you've not caught it yet, I'm going to hope you catch it today. And that principle is this, you got to go there before you get there. I said you got to go there before you get there. Church, I don't know about you, but do you see it? I said, do you see it? Because I need you guys to be able to see this. I see it. I see this. My faith is already there for this purchase. But now here's where we've got to put our works together with our faith. And here's the goal that we've got before us. Are you ready? We need to raise 600000 by November the 5th. Now watch this. That's usually about how much we bring in in a year's time, but we need to do it in two months. But I believe, and I do, I believe it with all of my heart. I believe that if all of us will grab hold of the message that Pastor Mark shared with us today and approach this goal with a heart that we get to give, knowing that our giving is going to impact eternity, then I believe that we're going to reach our goal. Amen. I said, I believe that we are going to reach 